Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 108. And today we are talking about crop circles, Woo. which really aren't circles. They should be called crop art, crop yes. designs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not just plain circles by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, they are very complex and very interesting, something we love to talk about. Yeah, and one of the, probably the greatest mysteries out there, really. Yes. Because we still have no answers on who are making these, most of these crop circles out there, especially these super elaborate, complex ones, which we'll show you later. But I'm sure a lot of people don't even know how complex these get. Oh, yeah, and there's, there's so much more than just like cool designs, too. Like yeah. there's way more... Uh, information contained mm -hmm. within them and what are the implications of these crop circles that's what we're going to dive into today yes absolutely really excited to do that but before we dive deep into the crop circle phenomenon we wanted to talk about some of the updates surrounding the pandemic that is hitting the globe right now there's a lot more information that's come out there's a lot of updates to cover so we wanted to kind of talk about that maybe there's a couple things you haven't heard about mm -hmm. but we have some definitely interesting information to share there also, we wanted to thank our sponsors for today, Clearly Filtered, which I'm really excited about. Yes. Clearly Filtered. We we did a whole podcast on water and we've been waiting for like a water sponsor to come along mm -hmm. and we finally got one and I'm super That's pumped awesome. about it. And we'll talk to you more about that as well. Uh, but Quip is also our other sponsor. But even sponsor wise, things have been really wonky. Companies have been having all sorts of yeah, issues. So putting them on hold and moving yeah. things, canceling things. It's just the craziest time. And I know a lot of people want to watch YouTube or listen to podcasts as an escape from this. So I did want to let you guys know that we always have timestamps in the description box. If it's something that you want to skip, we totally understand for a lot of people, this is creating a lot of anxiety. It's very scary, but of course it's, it's vitally important to be talking about this and sharing information and taking it really seriously. So even though it gives all of us anxiety, we have major anxiety about the virus going on. Like the last couple of days, I've just been feeling like Every time I talk about it, my heart rate goes up and I just feel out of breath and scared. And it's it's a crazy time and it's kind of awkward to not talk about it, you know, especially because we do cover the news every week. So I understand that some people are burnt out on hearing about it. We had a lot of comments last week saying they didn't want to hear about it, but we are going to be talking about it as long as this is a global pandemic affecting all of our listeners. Yeah, you know, we just yeah. have to address it every week. Well, and quite honestly, like when looking for news stories, all yeah. of the media outlets and all of the right. sources that I usually go to to get stories from, I mean, nine times out of 10, they're about the virus. Yeah. Like the news, the whole news cycle as a whole is surrounding this virus. And I mean, not everything is directly related to deaths or cases or infections. Mm -hmm. or, there's some other interesting stories that are sort of developing because of this pandemic right. that we're going to share with you. So mm -hmm. it's not going to all be like doom and gloom or anything like that. Cause yeah. like, we certainly don't want to scare people or make people, you know, think that the world's ending or something because that's not the purpose of this. We just feel like it's important to use our platform to help spread information about it. That's correct. Right. Because I mean, not everybody wants to go to the mainstream media to get their information. Right. A lot of you guys don't watch that stuff at all. And you look to us for news updates. So anyway, there is timestamps in the description box as always. If you are not interested in listening to this section, we you will may catch in a little bit. Yeah. So the first couple updates I wanted to run through is just the general statistics of things. So mm -hmm. total cases in the world are over 660,000 cases. The United States just hit over 130,000. And the number of fatalities due to the virus has just jumped to over 2,000, which the, the number has doubled in the last two days, which is alarming. Because the main thing with this virus that is so 
scary about it, I guess, is the fact of how fast it spreads. It does spread really fast. Um, and, and that's the most alarming aspect of it. But we also are having a lot more tests coming in and we're testing a lot more people. So obviously the numbers are going to go up based on more testing as well. I think there's a lot of people that had it that just had no idea or aren't showing symptoms. But yeah, the rapid rate that it seems to be spreading is very alarming. Right. And and statistically, based upon a bunch of experts out there, the, the numbers don't look good for the number of people being infected as well as the number of deaths as a result of being infected. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is one of those things that you have to remember these viruses can evolve, they can mutate. There's all sorts of factors that go into the actual rate and spread of it. And so we don't really know. So I want to put it out there, like, don't just take everything you hear as fact. And that's what's going to happen because we just don't know. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what the future holds or what is actually going to happen as a result of the virus. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think it's important to remain optimistic at the same time. Yes, I I totally agree with that. We are starting to take this more seriously. The government's starting to wake the fuck up and realize like we got to do something about this and the stay at home orders, the lockdowns that are starting to happen Mm -hmm. in all the major cities. I mean, New York is already starting to get ravaged by the virus and, you know, they're starting to really lock it down. And, mm-hmm. you know, here in Denver, they, they locked it down. So that will really help the spread. I mean, that's what we have to do is flatten the curve and, and prevent it from spreading any, even further. But that might mean months of this. Yes. We're not sure what that exactly is going to look like yet. No, we don't. But I think it. China is a good example. So if China, all the information coming out of China is true and they're reporting that the, they're dropping in case new cases each mm-hmm. day, which a lot of people don't believe it. No. I mean, half of our commenters, if not more last week said that they don't believe what China's reporting, but some people say that it's completely accurate. There's people that, you know, actually have family in China that said, yep, it's true. Yeah. We don't really know. And there's no, no real way for us mm-hmm. to know the truth around that at all. No, but hypothetically, if it is true and, they are dropping cases. The things that I've seen that Chinese people are saying is that the government did take such drastic measures mm-hmm. to quarantine and lock people down so that people people aren't going out and about it in public and spreading it further. Mm-hmm. So that's why they literally just plateaued and almost stopped uh, completely as far as the spread. So, And they're starting to return to daily life. like They're going out and sanitizing all of the public areas and transit mm-hmm. systems. And it seems like life might start to come back to normal, which I mean, would I mean, hope so. that'd be good. Yeah. It, which that would be a good thing. Cause that would mean hopefully we can do we're the same, you know, yeah. we're not that far off mm-hmm. maybe a month. I mean, they did this in pretty quick Yeah, from February to now, like a mm-hmm. couple months and they're already like starting to Recovering. ease back mm-hmm. into daily life again. So hopefully that'll be the same case here, but it's been kind of a shit show for a while here in the U S with everything going on. I think it's dangerous to just assume that everything's going to be okay because China's saying they are though. You know, we still yeah. have to take this extremely Absolutely. seriously. We don't know the effects of it. The virus mutates all the time. It's something that's, we have to take so, so seriously and, and stay away from each other as terrible as this is and stressful. And I know so many people are just financially devastated over this. Yeah. I mean, Small businesses are really yeah. taking a huge hit. So I get their concern. Obviously, we want things to get back up and running, but... At what cost? Exactly. We have to look at the cost and right. of human life here and, mm-hmm. and the different things that have been bouncing around that politicians have been saying. Some of it just absolutely ridiculous. Like the economy is yeah. more important than people's lives and people's health is just yeah. crazy. 
it's just I, I think that our leaders and the people that are making this the decisions for us as far as when the economy comes back up because one of the big things the stock market has just been a mess. I know. I mean, they're calling this crash the 2020 crash. Like it's going to be written in history books now. Right. The 2020 market crash, just like the 2008 crash, and so that you know businesses are really taking a hit. Corporations are taking a hit, and the governments had to now step in and they've passed the stimulus bill for $2 trillion to rescue the economy essentially, because we still don't know how long this is going to last. And, you know, we can't go months on end, no. even into a year without the economy moving at full speed. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable and it's going to create Huge tons problems. of unemployment. Yeah. I mean, unemployment's already shot through the roof and everything because mm-hmm. people are getting laid off and losing their jobs because these small businesses can't stay open. And, and people are having trouble even contacting the unemployment office because yeah. they're so overwhelmed right now. They can't even answer the fucking phones. Yeah. And, it, and if anything, this just shows us how unprepared yes. the government was for this. Definitely. And they were not ready for this whatsoever. So they passed the stimulus package, which is supposed to sort of rescue, really going to rescue the corporations and the airlines mm-hmm. and, which I'm like, can we just let the airlines fail and so we can redo them? Because I know they really suck. Bad. Like, I don't really understand it well enough though, to like understand like, how that would affect the rest of us. And yeah, I don't it would. Know. I mean, air travel is like a necessity oh, these yeah. days. So I guess you can't really screw them over too much because no. we need them. And they're just a huge part of the economy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's really difficult, and I don't understand it enough to have a, an opinion on how everything should be sorted out or what should be done right now. You know, I'm definitely not an expert on any of this. All I know is that there's not enough being done for the average person. Exactly. They're prioritizing companies and corporations over the average person. Right. But are we shocked by this? No. This is how society is set up. Unfortunately, it is. And, and that's it's times like this where you see of. the true colors, you know, right. of our governments. And do they really care about the people, the average person? No, because the answer is no. <laughs> their solution is give give every American under a certain income threshold, 12, one time, $1,200 check. That, and that's it. Sustain. I thought it was possibly going to be 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. No. no. 1200 bucks. Does it depend on if you have kids or not? Cause yes. I was told you that get an extra 500 if you have a kid. Okay. Which it's like, that's nothing. That's like nothing though. Yeah. Like how long, I mean, how well, long is this supposed to last? And like right. the amount of, like financial damage it's causing to families. This, yeah. uh, that is barely going to do anything. Right. Especially if this goes on till like June or this fall. Oh, yeah. or, well, I'd hope they, you know, release yeah. several of these if that's the case, I which mean, I'm sure they will. I, th- I think maybe. they're, I think the government and the people, the advisors are thinking that this is only going to last for like another month or so. And then mm-hmm. they're going to be able to get everybody back to work and get the economy going again. And it's not going to continue to go in this downward spiral that it's in. I mean, I hope they're right. I hope so. But I don't No, this thing's crazy. I hope so. But then again, if you actually listen to the medical experts, they're like, that's not the case whatsoever. Exactly. And it's honestly really frustrating that our politicians cannot listen to our medical experts. And if they say Mm -hmm. that it's possible that this thing could last till X time period, that the government is not at least putting some plan together, some preparation to be able to deal with this as smooth as possible. If it does last as long as they're saying it could, like, Mm -hmm. why are they so set on trying to just like wrap it up? And like, I I get that you don't want to have this huge thing crash, but at the same time, if you were actually more prepared for worst case scenario of what these doctors are saying could happen, then maybe we could do a little damage control beforehand before it completely, you know, goes to, to goes to shit basically. Yeah. 
I don't know. 100%. I agree. Well, I mean, we have to remember what rules the world, right? It's money. money. It's not people. It's not anything else but money. And money is ultimately where the people that run everything, they have to make sure that that stays in their control and that money doesn't tank and we lose all, you know, because you also have to think too, what happens if the entire economy collapses and the money, the money collapses. Right. It's going to hurt a lot of people, especially poor people. First. It's going to be way worse. So you do kind of have to, th- mm-hmm. on both sides, you got to think about right. it and make sure it doesn't go too far right. one way. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it does seem like they're putting money and greed above health and safety and well, it's a balance and it's, people's lives. It's hard. And I don't think they know what the hell to do because like I've said before, this hasn't really happened before other than the Spanish flu, but you can't compare that to this. No, I mean, that was like a hundred years ago. Yeah, so It's completely different too. Like just, the way our life is set up in our economy. I mean, it's just a different world pretty much. So, yeah. And I mean, as this has gone on, there's been more studies and research done on the virus. And as far as like understanding how long this thing can survive. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to hear what they're finding. And, and they're finding that this virus can survive anywhere from up to a few hours, up to nine days at room temperature in the air, just on surface, like without a host on surfaces. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it can be in the air for up to a couple hours, but then it can, depending on the surface, it can yeah. be up to nine days. And that's true. A couple people said last week, they were like, that's not true. Don't say that. It is true that the viruses can stay in the air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're droplets in, mm-hmm. in the air for it, a couple hours. Which is not the same as being airborne, which right. I think people are confused that's what about. They were confused about it's not week, airborne. Yeah. If you no. go out on your deck and you're not around someone... It's not like it's going to like the wind is going to take it to you. <laughs> right. But if you're in a confined space and you cough, it's going to float around for it's gonna stay in the a air. while and then you can walk through it and get it. Exactly. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. And that's concerning. I mean, especially with the fact that we still have to go to the grocery store. We still mm-hmm. have to go get the necessities that we need. I mean, I was just at yeah. the grocery store this week. Yeah. If you watched our vlog, you saw and this. And I couldn't pissed. believe I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm down this aisle and all the this this aisle's got like some food on there and stuff and this guy just walks up to like look at one of the items and then just starts hacking on his everything. lungs out all over the shelves. So gross. And I was, I was Didn't pushing even cover my, his hand, no, like uses did hand not or anything care or his cough all. pocket. No, no, nope. not at all. His hands were to his side. He was just, that's you know. so inconsiderate and disgusting. You wonder if he just had a moment where he literally forgot what was yeah, going on. It, he looks kind of like, like by frazzled habit. for sure. He looked yeah. a little, I mean, it's a hard time. Everyone's freaking out. I feel like we all got to be like, understanding of people and could have been a mistake, but yeah, it's really fucking annoying when you're trying to make sure you're safe and Josh is wearing gloves at the store and disinfecting (laughs) everything. And then someone's just hacking all over it. It's just, it's so annoying. Well, that one lady, there was a story that came out where she hacked over like $30,000 worth of produce and it all had to be thrown out. She hacked on her own produce. (laughs) No, like hacked. (laughs) She was, No, she was at a grocery store and she coughed over like a ton of produce and they had, it was like $35,000 worth of food and they had to throw it out. How much did she cough before someone stopped her? Seriously. That is absurd. Why couldn't they disinfect it or something? Because Because you you can't can't take take that chance. Yeah. You could be held liable by the business. And isn't that wild? That is wild. It's hard times as a grocery store. And there's that one dude that's being charged for like terrorism, right? For purposely going around. Did we talk about this last did week? We? I, can't I can't even remember, remember if we talked about it on here or like a vlog or in person. I, yeah. We I may have just we talked about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. There was this guy that went through 
a grocery store aisle of like deodorants and shaving stuff and just licked them all. Ew. Absolutely disgusting. And posted it to TikTok. That's annoying. And he got arrested and he's facing up to 26 years in terrorism charges. That's ridiculous. He should be charged. I don't know about 26 years in prison for that, but I think that's I don't know if he'll actually get that, but he's facing that. Because come on. I mean, well, it's could be a it's pretty much a weapon, right? Like if you have the virus and you go and lick a bunch of stuff and like On someone purpose, gets it yeah. and they die because of you, then it's a weapon. Yeah. How do you prove that though? Well, he filmed himself doing it and posted it. With <laughs> no, his not name. that he did it, but that, <laughs> that like that person contracted it Got from it. said right. deodorant. But he could have yeah, infected people. Totally. So I, th- I mean, I hope it's he disgusting. gets in jail time. People are so stupid. It's like everyone we talked about on the podcast uh, in that dumb criminals episode, the people that were oh, licking yeah. the Bonnie Bell ice creams or yeah. whatever they are. I or love Blue that episode. Bunny. That episode's awesome. Know, that if you haven't episode. listened to that, you got to. That was a good episode. But yeah, I mean, how dumb. Well, they got to make an example out of him too. Right. Exactly. You don't want people. I mean, it's a TikTok challenge. Oh, so yeah. People, people are been licking go do, toilet seats. Yeah. What the fuck? Man? Savage. I mean, are you surprised we had people eating Tide Pods like yeah. a year ago for snacks? So, Oh, my good Lord. The things people will do for views and <gasps> it's crazy. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to uh, uh, mentioned as well is that we also know that the virus can live on cardboard for 24 hours. So that means all your Amazon packages, deliveries. UPS deliveries, you you probably should disinfect the boxes. Well, they're saying to just leave them for 24 hours at least or right. 48 if you can. After they're they're dropped off. That's the smart thing. Which to do. sucks because it's like yeah, oh, who your deliveries there. You want to open it up, yeah. you know? But yeah, it's probably better to just let them sit there for a little while or disinfect them like Josh said. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is truly alarming and I thought it was important because I think people need to understand that this is not just the flu. And now we have definite proof that it's not because we have a new video of a CT scan of an individual 59 year old man uh, where they did scans of his lungs at George Washington University Hospital in, in D.C. And this man is generally healthy. He has a history of high blood pressure. That's pretty much it. And he was he had no symptoms until a few days before the scans were taken. And there's this clip that shows the actual scans and the infection spreading through it. And it's truly alarming. You can go out and play it. And it's, yeah, it's crazy to see how fast this thing is spreading. So what you're seeing are the actual CT scans and what the actual infection itself is the yellow part, which you'll see spread throughout it as the disease takes over. It's what, it's just crazy. Gosh. So Pretty right amazing. now it's this is a very intense CT scan. Yeah, yeah the technology advanced. now is very say, advanced. It's pretty amazing that they wow. have this. Yeah, I thought so, this was like a computer generated thing. Yeah, it is. It's com- well, it's but it's a scan. it's a real scan yeah, of somebody's lungs. Yeah, so it's starting to spread throughout the entirety of the lungs themselves, and just continuing to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, this thing is nasty. Is he? S- Still on the ventilator? He was on a ventilator, right? Yeah. Well, he's still currently hooked up to the ventilator. He's alive. On the highest setting. And the machine is reoxygenating his blood. God. Wow. So it's just, Crazy. it's a true infection. I mean, it's really serious. It takes over the lungs. Yeah. So this is an individual that is healthy, has no, you know, their immune system should be intact. Mm-hmm. And this is what it can do. And so this is why everybody should be taking it seriously because yes. I'm still hearing people like, Oh, it's just the flu. The flu kills more people. But I know this is, it's, it's so incorrect. It's not true. It's, I mean, the flu does kill a lot of people, but the right. actual 
spread is nothing like the flu. It's way worse. Yeah. If it was like the flu, then we would have way more deaths per year from the flu. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. One of the other big issues that the world is facing, but especially the U S is facing is the shortage of ventilators because just like this guy who's on the ventilator with this, with the virus, there's just not enough. So they're having to, isn't there like 65,000 in the whole country or something? Yeah, it's like 67,000. Yeah. Like wow. And so they're having to like hack them and like connect more people to one, like oh doctors that figured God. out how to like put up to nine people on one. I think wow. one doctor did. So this has become a big issue. And luckily there's companies out there that make other things such as Tesla that are, have agreed to start making ventilators as well as buying them from other sources that have them. And, and that's what Elon Musk is doing. He's actually tasked his New York factory to start making ventilators as humanly possible. He said, and that's really cool to see that Elon Musk is one of those individuals and who truly, I feel like wants to help the world. And yes. Cares about humanity. He does care about more humanity. than money. And I agree absolutely, with that. Mm-hmm. he's truly in it for everybody and not just himself. So he is going to start making them, but he's also started getting other ventilators that are out there from other companies and giving, giving them to uh, these New York hospitals that desperately Good. need them because there's a major shortage. And meanwhile, Jeff Bezos, that fucker, literally the world's richest man. This man is worth a hundred billion dollars. And this guy, his news was, can you, he said, so he set up a relief fund for his employees. Cause obviously mm-hmm. Amazon has 800,000 employees. That's crazy. It's huge. It's an army. It is. And it's like a country. He's asking for donations to provide relief for them because <laughs> they need help financially. What? The fuck. Can we say it all together? Yeah, we can say it all together. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? How bizarre is that? Like, what is wrong with him? Amazon is a trillion dollar company. Does he think before too. he does this type of thing? I mean, how could he have possibly thought that would garner a good response? No, it seems like he's the opposite type of individual from Elon Musk. Oh, like, yeah. It's totally about out for him. himself. Absolutely. He, could, he should be announcing that they're going to be doing something great for their employees or donating to. Him personally should he could help yeah. every employee out Ser- and still he could have help billions probably of dollars. Every American yeah. and still yeah. have millions of dollars. Yeah. And then you got to think so about gross. the fact that Amazon paid <sighs> a negative federal income tax in 2018, <sighs> and they paid nothing but got millions of dollars in government subsidies. So that Amazon has literally insane. like manipulated the system and is so mm-hmm. powerful and, and worth so much money that. Essentially, they can do whatever they want, it seems like. And he still is got to be. And he wants the taxpayers and the average person to provide, to donate money to a relief fund for his employees. That's the most insane shit I've heard in a long time. Like, this guy has some fucking nerve. He really does. I mean, that's greed. Why doesn't he just call up his ex-wife and have her (laughs) bail them all out? What a gross situation. Yeah. I mean, if I was, if, if I worked for Amazon, I'd be so pissed and I'm pissed even not working for Amazon. Mm. I mean, just, I feel like so toned. It's down. your responsibility. Like if you make this much, if you're worth a hundred billion dollars and I know, I'll wrap your mind around what that's actually worth. I saw this video on TikTok or Instagram or something that it was like showing how much he has in rice. Oh, I saw that too. Did you see that? Yeah, it it's went insane. really viral. It was insane. Insane. He, th- that dude had to like go to Costco and buy like 30 pound bags of rice and he was dumping them in his <laughs> living room, like making a pile. It. And he's like, this still isn't even enough. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. He has so much money. He's never going to know what to even do with it. And he's asking for more from, from other people. So just take care of his employees and make sure they have sick leave. That is so disgusting. It's crazy. He is such a piece of shit. It's really frustrating because his product is so damn good. Like Amazon changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, God, it's so at what expense though? Like they treat their, you know, their, they treat their employees like shit. Mm -hmm. They're it's horrible for the climate. Yeah, I mean, convenience at what cost is exactly. really the the form. And honestly, here. though, I think he's probably going to benefit from this in the end because people are saying how this is going to change the world and make online yes. shopping even more it popular is. than it already is. And so it's like, mm-hmm. great, he's probably just sitting over there like, mm, can't wait to money. benefit from this. Like, God, what is? Oh yeah, Amazon human. sales are up. They had to issue like we need like emergency hiring thing, like mm-hmm. to get enough people to fill orders. But we still need people to donate to take care of right. our existing. But we want okay. other companies and okay. other rich individuals to donate to us. That is so disgusting. And the average folk who are just trying to pay their own bills. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're all like struggling and he's just like, well, we'll let everybody else take care of my problems for me Yeah, and I'll sit in my, my Castle. mini castles. Yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous. The, the amount of greed mm-hmm. it's sickening. It is. But to end this intro on a relatively positive yeah. note, the good thing, really the only good thing to come from this pandemic. Well, two good things. There were two good things. Also, th- this, you know, sale of wild animals has been banned in oh, China. Oh, yeah. We yeah, I almost forgot that. that. Yeah. I wanted to mention yeah, that this week. Yeah, please mention that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know that in some of those markets in China, they ha- they sell wild animals and they are often tortured. It's terrible, the, the wild animal trade. And it sounds like it's being shut down, which, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Right. Cause they've said this before too. Right. Um, right. But maybe this time they're going to be serious because it seems like the disease was spread through animals. Yes. Um, we're still not sure exactly which yeah. one, but it's they're going back and forth between bat and pangolin. Yeah. The pangolin is a very are... interesting animal. Look it up. They're very cute, but they're often tortured. Actually. I've been, I was reading way before this even happened about pangolins being tortured at Chinese markets and, so that's at least one good thing that that has been banned and hopefully that actually, you know, stays enforced. And I hope so. I hope so. Cause that. there's no reason for it. There's just no need no. to do that at all. No, it's sick. It really is. So the other thing, the planet. Yes. Mother earth. And sometimes I'm like, you know, if this virus is natural in every sense of the word and obviously nobody really knows for sure, but if it is, it makes me start to wonder like maybe, if you believe in the earth as more of a spiritual entity and you start to wonder, like maybe this could be some type of warning sign from like the, the earth plant. is trying to yeah, tell just us something. like wake up, That's wake the fuck up guys. Like this is, this is what you're doing. You know, like we've talked about climate change quite a bit on the podcast and, mm-hmm. and one of the, th- and it's pr- potentially the biggest issue crisis we face as, mm-hmm. as humans. I think and, so. And now the earth has started to be able to recover a little bit during this time because mm-hmm. everything has been on lockdown and shut down. And like China had like a clear day there mm-hmm. and they haven't had like a clear day with no pollution or smog for a long time. I Same know. in other cities. It's the smog has been able to dissipate in fresh air. And like, it's even here in Colorado, I feel like going outside and yeah. the air has been clear and there hasn't mm-hmm. been as much pollution because mm-hmm. all of our human activity has ramped down quite a bit. And that's been really good for the planet that the planet's been able to get like a break from our constant abuse of it. And it's crazy how quick the planet is looking like it is recovering when all of us are in our houses, not bothering it. Exactly. No, like it makes you think, damn, if we did like a year of quarantine, could we fix our planet? 
Yeah. We just took a year off. Of yeah, life. we, I was going to say it hasn't been that long and look how much progress our earth has made in just this short amount of time. Like they um, were showing pictures of the canals in Venice and the yeah. water is totally clear and you can see the fish swimming. I know. I saw that years. too. I actually thought that was really cool, but then I looked it up and apparently it's because the boats normally stir up like gunk. Oh, on the bottom. Yeah. So there's just so there, nobody rowing through yeah, it. Yeah. It's just, oh. And there's always fish and stuff in there. <laughs> I thought this. Oh, I knew thing. there was fish. I just thought that maybe the water was more clean. Yeah. So it's just settled. No, it's gunk. just, yeah, it's clear. It's oh. really clear. It hasn't been cleared like this in years, but it's because the boats aren't, you know, stirring up the sediment on the bottom. But, but because of this global emissions are going to be down quite a bit. Yeah. Just because of this, which will, which is helpful for the planet. But also mm-hmm. we, we got news from scientists that the earth's ozone layer has healed immensely over the or the past couple of years. And the hole is over Antarctica and the hole was gaping like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. And now it's starting to heal itself, which is really good for for the atmosphere and for the planet itself yeah. and climate change. So that, this that's planet is capable of healing itself. And absolutely. it will. Like even if we get to the point where we end up destroying it and humans are killed off because of it, it'll come back. It will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It'll, it'll kill us before we kill nature it. Nature is way more powerful. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. So, I mean, hopefully the, the flip side is hopefully this time has allowed everybody to, you know, now that you've been, a lot of people are home or just have more time that they're not out doing things and busy, that you have time to reflect on not only yourself and what you're doing for your life and for your impact on the environment and the planet. And that's something I think we should all be thinking about and focusing on and because the, the climate and public health are very directly related, you know, cause there's a lot of ways that a virus could start or some other type of disease mm-hmm. could spread. And if climate change ends up getting worse and it starts creating major issues in places, this could happen again in some other form. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think, I think it's a good time of just self-reflection for everybody. I think so too. And to really think about like what's important, you start to think about what's really important in life. And what are we taking for granted in our lives Absolutely. that you know, we're missing right now? And Absolutely. Or how important were those things? Right. Those things that I do every cost? day, yeah. at what cost mm-hmm. am I doing them? And maybe we can think about what can we ramp back? What can we do less of? Maybe, maybe we can make a positive out of this extreme negative. It would be nice to see, wouldn't it? It would be nice Something to see. positive come out of this. But also before we get into the crop circle phenomenon, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who is still out there working, all essential workers in, you know, the food industry, the grocery store, the pharmacy, hospitals, doctors, nurses. We know that you guys, our listeners are from all different careers and that so many of you are working and putting, putting your, your life, life at risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To help other people. And you guys are the real heroes, you know, even delivery drivers, food delivery drivers, like all of you out there that are still working and still trying to make our uh, community run and get us through these yeah, times, you guys there are, are really making things. a huge, huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the real heroes here, because yeah. putting yourself at risk mm-hmm. for others, that's, that's like the ultimate thing you can do. Yeah. I know. I feel very fortunate to be able to actually get to quarantine and stay home as, as much as it sucks. Sometimes, sometimes you get antsy and you want to go out it's better than having to be forced to be around other people who are sick right now. I can't imagine working in a hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really, truly. I am so Stressful. grateful for all of you that are working in hospitals or working in like retirement communities where it could spread really fast. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's important that we recognize all of you that are doing the essential jobs and duties out there. Cause 
without without you guys, there's there, we were being a real yeah. bad place right now for yes, sure. Yes, we would. So th- big thank you. But let's go ahead and get into the crop circle phenomenon. Let's let's get our minds on yes. something else, something that is super interesting I and know. has huge implications potentially. But before we do, we'd like to thank our sponsors for today. Clearly Filtered is a new way to think about water filtration. Their breakthrough affinity filtration technology reinvents the way water filters work by capturing and destroying over 230 chemicals, contaminants, toxins commonly found in tap water. Most water filters only focus on making your water taste better, where Clearly Filtered does that, and it makes your water healthier by removing hundreds of toxins, but it also keeps the beneficial minerals in your water. In a past episode, we've actually talked about water, and one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that the EPA only tests and regulates 91 chemicals that are found in tap water. I'm sure you're probably thinking that, well, don't all water filters do that? Actually, most of these other companies use standard carbon filters, which only remove chlorine, taste, and odor, but then leave many of the other harmful chemicals you can't see, taste, or smell. No other water pitcher filter removes more contaminants at a higher rate than Clearly Filtered. What I love about Clearly Filtered is that they make products for all parts of your life. Like in addition to the filtered water pitcher, they actually have an under the sink system that plugs directly into your water line under your kitchen sink or faucet. They also have filtered water bottles, which are really awesome. So you can just pour your tap water in there, put the filter on the end of your straw and drink filtered clean water. So if you're interested in drinking the cleanest, best tasting water of your life, you need to check out Clearly Filtered. And right now you can get 20% off your new Clearly Filtered system with code MileHire at checkout. Again, you can get 20% off your new Clearly Filtered system with code MileHire at checkout. Check out Clear Filtered today. Ever since I discovered the Quip electric toothbrush, my dental hygiene has never been the same. What's awesome about Quip is all their electric toothbrushes have timers on them, so you always get that perfect two-minute clean twice a day. They also have a new flossing device, which is super great with refillable floss, so you're not wasting floss cartons. And they also make their own anti-cavity toothpaste, which is absolutely delicious and always a joy to brush with. And not only that, Quip actually delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right, because most of us forget to change our brush heads on the dentist's recommended schedule. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. Quip is like the Tesla or the Apple of toothbrushes, and I promise you won't regret getting a Quip toothbrush. And if you go to getquip.com slash milehire right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash milehire, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash milehire. Quip, the good habits company. All right, let's go ahead and start talking about crop circles. Let's get into the history of crop circles a little bit. Yeah, well, the history is very fuzzy because we don't really know exactly when like the first crop circles were seen. And crop circles, just for those that don't know, are when, you know, you farmers have their fields and they have their crops and oftentimes their wheat is most popular where you see crop circles, but it could be corn, it could be any type of crop for that matter. Mm -hmm. But basically farmers wake up in the morning and they go outside of their fields and they're like, what the fuck happened? There's a giant formation. And for many years, going back even thousands of years, reports of crop circles were actual circular mm-hmm. circles mm-hmm. and that looked just like, yeah, like a wheel in their field. Right. And they're like, well, I wouldn't do that. Why would I just lay down my crops? Yeah. I'm going to harvest them and what's the point sell them or trade them or whatever. And they just are just show up overnight seemingly. So 
we don't really know exactly when the first crop circles were actually seen or witnessed, but what we do know is that they have been, uh, the first documented event actually of crop circles was in 1678. Damn. Because in their like little, I don't know if it was like their like new version of their newspaper or whatever it was, but there was this paper that came out that said the mowing devil or strange news out of Hertfordshire. And on the cover of it, there's what looks like a devil looking being that's cutting the crops down in a circular pattern. And what's interesting to me is when you look at that time frame, 1678, it's very close to when the Salem witch trials took mm-hmm. place. I think it was 1692 when those started. And there was major fear of the occult, major the fear, devil. And- absolutely. So anything that was depicting a symbol or a formation that wasn't like, you know, Christian or a cross or something. Even I think mm-hmm. if there was a cross in the field, they probably would have wigged out too. But I think anything unexplained at that point would scare yeah. them because they're anything they can't explain is considered devil's work. Right. Right. Which makes sense why they would put a devil, you know, as the one doing it, as the one making the actual crop circles themselves. So it's interesting that they believed, and I'm sure even farther back, they probably thought there was some witchcraft happening. If, if they're sh- these crop circles are showing up. But then the next mention of crop circles doesn't come till 1880. So years go by. So it makes you wonder like, okay, well, were those actually crop circles or was it something else? But based well, on the, the accounts that these people are given are giving, they are in fact crop circles because the person that wrote about the crop circles that they saw in 1880 said, we found a field of standing wheat. So this account was written by John Rand Capron, and he was a well-known individual at the time, and he wrote this in a publication called Nature. And he said that we found a field of standing wheat considerably knocked about, not as an entirety, but in patches, forming as viewed from a distance, circular spots. Mm -hmm. So we're talking multiple crop circles that showed up. And they had no idea how this had happened. And these are big, so you can only see them from like an aerial point mm-hmm. of view. Or I guess they back then probably like Different climbed sizes. a tree or something to yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like most of the times you walk into it and you, you can't. It's not like you can see the whole thing because right. it's flat. So mm-hmm. you can only see it from a high vantage point. But ima- just imagine what was going through their head in the 1800s when, you know, I wonder if they're... I wonder if their mindset sort of evolved at all from the 1600s where they thought it was the devil making mm-hmm. these. I wonder in the 1880s if they were thinking what the, like what was making them, what their theories were about it. I'm sure their theories, and still to this day, a lot of people think it's like a prank or something like that. And I can believe that more if when it's just a circle, especially back then if I was a farmer, I'd think like maybe this was like a local kid like did this for some reason because it's just a simple circle. Right. It's when you start getting into the intense designs that mm-hmm. the geometric it's just impossible are. for a human to have made them. Right. You know, so I think back then maybe they didn't take it as... Seriously, like they probably didn't read into it too much. They're probably like, oh, somebody came by and did that or something. Mm -hmm. But maybe not. Maybe they were thinking something else was was happening. And they are perfect circles. I feel like it would be hard to do in the middle of the night, even make a circle as simple as it is. Yeah. And manually do it even. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be done, but just think about manually the time and why. The biggest thing for me is Mm -hmm. why do this at all? What's the purpose of creating a circular formation in somebody's field? Mm Mm-hmm makes no sense whatsoever. So this phenomenon has been around for many, many years and it really wasn't researched very well at all. I mean, there's really no other publications or anything until an individual by the name Colin Andrews came along in the 1960s. 
And he is the leading researcher in crop circles, and he's spent his entire career researching the subject. Um, one of his popular books is called Circular Evidence. And so he's kind of the top guy, and he's researched a bunch of different things. And we'll talk about more of the research behind crop circles. But one of the next events that was documented was in 1966, and it was in Australia when a farmer named George Pedley heard a noise, and he went outside and saw a UFO rising up out of a swamp and then discovered a crop circle nearby. So that was sort of the first event where a UFO, an unidentified flying object was seen near where the crop circle was formed. And that's kind of how the connection I believe started between aliens and crop circles yeah, or just UFOs. Again, like we have to look at it objectively and can't just say a UFO equals an alien. Right. I just mean unidentified object. Right. Exactly. So I don't know what it is. Anything. Yeah. But the object according to him was some type of saucer mm-hmm. object. So they started calling him saucer nest because they started witnessing and there's actually footage out there. And I, I couldn't find, there's a really old clip from like the fifties or it might even be, it was like the fifties or forties. It was old and I couldn't find it anywhere online, but mm-hmm. it shows a saucer and I believe it's authentic footage. It looks authentic and I don't think anybody's debunked it or anything, but it shows a flying saucer in a farmer's field hovering over it and using whatever energy propulsion system it has, it's able to Mm -hmm. flatten the crops down in the formation of the actual craft itself. So the reason why they're circular is supposedly because the saucers are circular. So when a saucer lowers itself close enough to the the ground, that's what's creating, it's creating the the field or the, the formation. Yeah. If any of you know of that video clip or know where it is on the internet, link it below. I know yeah, that it exists. I remember a, seeing yeah, that. I can't, it might be in like some documentary somewhere. Yeah, probably. But it's a really cool clip. And if we can find it, I'll, we'll put it in here. But that that's, yeah, great evidence for it. So as time went on, you know, this subject really wasn't taken seriously by many people at all. I mean, after Roswell happened, the Roswell UFO crash in 1947, and that kind of really sparked the whole UFO alien Oh, yeah. discussion yes big time but even then because a lot of people you know at that time in history are getting their news from the radio and newspapers they're not necessarily able to research these things and get information from other places and other sources so when the government and the air force tells you that no this wasn't a flying saucer, even though they did initially say it was a ufo uh, a flying saucer that crashed they changed their story and said it was a weather balloon or something like that and so People, whenever people would, you know, during this time and even into the 60s and almost all the way up till present day, whenever you bring up, you know, crop circles and UFOs, people just kind of laugh at you and are like, oh, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds like I, yeah, I remember even when we posted a video about crop circles, it brought out a lot of people that were like, you're nuts. You're a tin hat wearing yeah. freak. <laughs> if you believe there's anything other than yeah. just humans out there making these, you're absolutely insane. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people that say that about crop circles think they're just circles and they don't, they think it can easily be explained and they don't understand no. how complex this is at all. No, not at all. It's a very compelling, I think crop circles are one of the main reasons that I am very confident about aliens existing. Yeah. Yeah. Or In just my something. Yeah. Or for something, me, something extra ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> you know, like that's maybe it exactly could be right. Ghosts or spirits or paranormal beings of another dimension. Yeah. Something unhuman is making these in my opinion. Right. Cause I mean, I'm at this point where 
I don't even know if UFOs like these UFOs that we see are even connected to aliens. I'm like torn now. I'm like, I don't even know if all these UFOs are flying saucers are in fact extraterrestrial beings piloting them. Mm-hmm. Some maybe, but others may not be at all. And now when you think about could these craft be biological entities in themselves? Mm-hmm. That's really trippy to think about that. Or time travelers. Yeah, or time. That's that's what's really got me yeah. is the future We've human thing. We've been talking thing. about that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. That it could be some future version of ourselves that's coming mm-hmm. coming back to us to mm-hmm. leave us messages or signs. Yeah, that's really confusing. People are going to be. I mean, watch Interstellar. They're, they're, <laughs> I was just about to say, that sounds like Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. your, there's your uh, explanation for that. So anyways, crop circles, ridiculed, ridiculed, ridiculed. De- people are like, we debunked it, debunked it, debunked it. And two people that claim to have been behind many of the crop circles that have been seen in England, especially, because that's where a large amount of these crop circles mm-hmm. are in England, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. And it's I don't very really understand why. I don't either. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a couple theories out there, but I'll get to that here in a sec. But these two Englishmen in 1991 named Doug Baller and Dave Chorley, they came forward and said that they had been making crop circles that everybody had been seeing for 13 years and then offered to show people how they made them. And so what they would use is boards, ropes, and then they would use some type of sighting device in order to obviously measure it out and everything. And they said that they got this idea to start making crop circles after a night of drinking. They just got drunk one night and they're like, you know what, man, let's go make some crop circles. <laughs> let's go march around in a field on a piece of board with ropes and build these formations for no reason. Not much to do back then. There's no TikTok. <laughs> no, there's no TikTok. There's no other way to, to get yourself famous. So they're mm-hmm. like, maybe crop circles will be the answer for us. <laughs> no, that's seriously what they did. And so they took credit for all these amazing formations that started showing up. So experts were like, okay, well, can you prove it to us? Like, show us how this is done. Mm -hmm. Here's a clip of of them doing that. wanted to make the UFO society think that a UFO had landed, you see. And um, after a few years, they, they didn't know whether to believe it or not. It's an obvious, I mean, it's yeah. absolutely obvious. This it's, here, you um, see, it's not consistent at all with the genuine phenomenon. I, I just don't believe them, no. Absolutely beautiful. There's no traffic, there's no human beings, there's no nothing. There's a full moon in the sky. Lovely starry night. With your cheese rolls and your beer, what's better? (laughs) Cheese rolls and your beer? (laughs) So clearly these guys are not making... They went out, they set out to make them and they did it horribly. And everybody that came and saw these crop circles they were making, they're like, this is nowhere near consistent with these Mm -mm. complex designs. You guys are full of shit. This This doesn't explain the phenomenon whatsoever. So they, you know, they were, there's been a lot of people like this that have tried to come out and not only take credit for the formations, but Mm -hmm. also debunk it at debunk the phenomenon altogether and just say that it's human. It's just humans going out there and making these things. You, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that because Mm -hmm. these formations are just absolutely incredible. So yeah, let's get into some of these more intense ones. Yeah. So most of these crop circles are 
contain sets of circles, but they are way more intricate than that. There's many, many different types of geometric designs is really the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different cool geometrics happening. And oftentimes when crop circles are reported, they are made overnight. That's and, insane. And we're talking, these formations are not tiny little no, things. They're, they're huge. massive. Huge. Mm -hmm. And perfect, like symmetrically perfect. It would take a team a really long time to make something like this. There would have to be a team of people, a plan. Machinery, yes, probably. probably. But there would have to be some type of serious planning ahead of time. It's not like two drunk dudes went out and made these. No. How stupid do they think we are? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I don't think really anybody believe that these two guys were behind these formations in England. I'm sure a lot of people actually do think they are. Yeah. Or it's there's, easier to yeah, believe that than to is. believe it could be something else. Absolutely. So not only, and it's weird because there's no evidence of a trail like of people exiting from these and usually they're close to roads. So you would think that there would be like tire tracks of something mm -hmm. coming in. Like mm -hmm. it's hard to believe that over one night, even a group, an army of individuals could march around this, this field. And wouldn't the farmer hear that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what's the point? What are the farmers in on it what's too? What's the point? Yeah. Why? And the pitch black. Yeah. Make, making perfect, seriously. right. Per, making perfect, like 90 degree angles and making sure that everything is bent yeah. all at the same. And it's just, it's They're why perfect. They're perfect. There's no way. There's just no way. And people would hear this if they were out there. Right. If there's people marching around everywhere. Maybe if they had worked on this for weeks, I could believe. I mean, and there was a group, there was a university that tried yeah, to mimic this. They did. Yeah. And they, they got a group of people together, designed a crop circle and it took them weeks to actually so complete long. the design and weeks of planning too, just of how they're to measure it, it out. Yeah. Just to measure just to these things the, out. Exactly. To get the dimensions right, to get the actual. Yeah, no one's going out there and making this in the middle of the night and getting away with it for no, no reason. What is it like Banksy, the artist? Right. Like, what's yeah. the point? What is the point? Why wouldn't you take credit for it? Exactly. You know, if it's man-made, then why wouldn't you want to be known as like, we're the crop circle artists yeah, no. that make these crop circles? And I just no don't one, believe it for a no second. No one can. And also, if, if humans were out there doing this, there would be footage all over the place. Yes. There'd 100%. be all this evidence of it, of humans going out there and making these. And yet mm -hmm. there's nothing, nothing whatsoever. So these crop formations have been found all over the globe. It's not just in England. They've been all the way from Japan to the U S to India, to Australia and many other places that there's formations found in fields. So even though England has had the most crop circles, like they're consistent every year, they have like 60 or something like that, that show up. Like even when we were in England last year, Right. They were, we were trying to go on a Stonehenge tour. Yeah. We were like, look out in the area. And they were like, you, yeah, well, usually we can take you to a couple crop circle formations. Cause they come up so often. Exactly. There, there's always new ones popping up, which yeah. is like that, that in itself, it's like, what? Like even the tour guides can like base their yeah, tours around bringing people to up. these formations. And it's like, and I guess people are like, obviously people have to be doing this. Like mm -hmm. why would like what out there would just be like making these formations all the time. So who would be wasting their time? I know. And unfortunately when we were there, there wasn't any formations no. and we weren't even able to go to Stonehenge cause it was terrible, it was terrible worse rainstorm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a real, I was bummer. really bummed about that cause Stonehenge is such a cool site. But anyway, England has the most crop circles uh, on average. And that's a very interesting fact because 
why. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people point to the actual landmarks are there. Obviously, a lot of them do pop up around Stonehenge, which is very interesting because when you look at the history of Stonehenge and mm-hmm. what was the purpose of Stonehenge, maybe there's something you know, more Deeper magical meaning. going on there that there's a reason yeah. that that site was a sacred site in a lot of senses thousands of years ago or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that they pop up around there, but it's all over the, the England countryside. Um, but it also happens in other countries. Look at this design. I want to put this one up on the screen. Look how many, I mean, there's still circles being made. So maybe it's some type of ship that just goes around, but that is so intense. You cannot tell me for a second mm-hmm. humans did this on foot. Mm-mm. There's no overnight, no way, no way. Right. Exactly. It's not like we've ever been like, Oh, this is a crop circle in progress. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We've never seen one like half, half done. done or something. I'll finish like tomorrow. Abandoned. Right. No, they're always completely done and completely perfect. There's not a single mistake in this. What the hell is that? 409 circles are in this design. That's and the it's most huge. Insane thing. It's, it's like covering Beautiful. his entire. Th- hundreds of feet. Yeah. Hundreds of hundreds. feet. Easily. That's insane. There's no way. So obviously scientists are really baffled by this phenomenon. Yeah. And there have been a lot of people that have really have done extensive research on these crop circles. Mm-hmm. And what they have found from their research is very, very interesting because a lot of scientists have reported seeing signs of these stocks of these crops being blasted with microwave technology. Hmm. So what were people bringing their microwaves out there and, and using those to (laughs) bend these stocks down? No stupid. What technology is this that has this capability to create these perfect symmetrical circles Mm -hmm. and designs in a matter of seconds, probably in order to pull off something like this. Yeah, totally. Like it'd have to be super fast. So this organ physicist, Richard Taylor, um, he's done a lot of research and he he's quoted the crop circle phenomenon as the most science oriented art movement in history. So there's a lot of validity to this. This is not just some like off the wall, stupid phenomenon. Like this is a heavily researched Mm -hmm. phenomenon that science has yet to explain how these things are formed. And this physicist believes that whoever or whatever is creating these designs have to have some type of technology, whether it's like including GPS, because you got to know where to put it and yeah. in what proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. You've got to have lasers and you got to have some type of microwave technology in order to bend all of the stalks of the grass mm-hmm. to one side, like is seen in many of these formations, especially in England. So there's a picture of the actual stalks themselves at a close up so you can kind of see what the stalks look like. The stalks are not breaking. You would think that humans stepping on a stock would break, you know, you would break the stock. But in fact, these are, it's just bent over. The stock's not actually broken Mm -hmm. and they're able to bend them in the way that they want to, in order to create the formation. It's really cool. Not only that, there's another picture uh, that scientists found where there's a cavity in one of the stocks that appears to show a hole that's been blown from the inside out. So what that makes you think, Clearly, microwave technology, cooking it mm-hmm. from the inside out. Like kind of popping it. Exactly. Yeah, it's like mm. kind of popping it. That's and so whatever this technology is, we can't recreate it. We've tried to recreate what is happening with these formations, but we can't do it. We don't know how they're how or what they're using in order to do this. But they're bending it in such a weird way 
from the inside out in order to bend it a certain way and all and all of them all at once in one formation that's so that should tell so people right there if experts cannot figure out how to do this how would a hoaxer do this exactly like how? some dudes just have it figured out and are running around in the middle of the night doing this for no reason yeah and like the the group of university people that went and tried to do this mm-hmm. and they were using the typical way that humans do it is right, with the board the boards and the rope on your mm-hmm. feet and stuff and kind and of and it took them weeks yeah, tons of people so tons long. of students they worked during the day. It wasn't like they went out and did it in the middle of the night and theirs kind of sucked. Yeah, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, that intricate at all. No, not compared to some of these other ones. No, not And even that took close. that was the most organized, you know, budgeted try yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. And I mean they really tried to test yeah. the theory and see how well would it does a human made crop formation match up to all these unexplained formations. Mm-hmm. And they they're good. They're not bad, but they're not anywhere near as intricate as some of these ones we'll show you here in a sec. But this other scientist who is a biophysicist named Dr. Levengood, and he's done extensive research on plant samples from a variety of different crop circles. And his findings have showed that the vast majority of sites had significant enlargements of the cell walls, changes to the soil composition, changes in seed germination and evidence of a brief flash of intense heat. So a lot is happening. It's not only just bending the plants itself. It's actually changing the cell walls of the actual plants themselves. The soil is changed. The composition of the soils changed. They're finding all sorts of different materials in the soil and evidence of a brief flash of intense heat. So he believes that the cause is spinning vortexes of microwave frequencies. Like what the fuck do we have that can do that? Nothing. (laughs) No one. And even if someone did have that technology, why would you use it on this? Like, yeah, what is the, po- again, seriously. what is the point of making technology that can do this? There's Why no point. just for fun and, keeping and then it secret and then, yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. keeping it secret and not telling anyone. Yeah. Right. doesn't make any sense for at all. Hundreds of years. Yes. <laughs> it's like passed on in a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the famous crop circle yeah. artists. We've had this technology <laughs> hidden away for thousands yeah, of it years. It just doesn't make no. any sense. There's no way. There's it's no so fault. funny to me how little of the population probably believes in crop circles too and would think yeah. we're crazy for even yeah. entertaining it when it's like so obvious that they're real. It's so weird. Well, not only that, how do you explain this? Some people that go into these newly formed crop circles, the the real non-man-made ones, get sick. Yes. feel ill. Yep. They feel tingling sensations. It's like there's Electro- this electronic mm-hmm. charge left over, electromagnetic or yeah, electrostatic electricity that's left it can over. It totally make you sick. Exactly. EMF illness or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the same type of thing like 5G's got going on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of on a smaller scale or maybe not a smaller scale, but there's that type of sort of radiation left over in, in these formations, mm-hmm. which clearly leads you to believe that there these whatever this microwave technology is obviously the one behind it. I mean, they've even found like singed where it's like been burned, like on the tips of some of the stocks, like clearly an intense flash of heat is a hundred percent happening in order to create them, which humans aren't doing that. When we make our crop circles, we're not using any type of heat to create them. So how do you explain that? How do you explain? explained? Exactly. But some people have reported seeing small balls of light, over fields in which a crop circle appeared afterwards and these lights look similar to orbs like you would see in like a haunted picture you know looking for light orbs Mm -hmm. or in a a paranormal case 
And these orbs, obviously a lot of people believe orbs are some type of being or spirit or something like that. Possibly. And there's actually a clip of orbs creating a crop circle. Check this out. Well, at first I thought it was the camera, but no. What is that? That's weird. Whoa, what the hell? Clearly an orb. I mean, the guy's capturing it on a less than stellar camera. Yeah, for people who are listening, it's basically just a little orb flying through the air, like traveling very far. And it definitely is not a light orb from the camera. And there's multiple... It looks like a drone flying around, but this was filmed in 2000. multiple of them near this crop circle. Wow. Weird. So the other interesting part of this too is that not only are orbs seen near these crop circle formations, but then military helicopters have been reported as coming to the formations right after their form. Yes, I've seen that before. I've seen other clips yeah. of helicopters coming right after. Yeah, they like come, like the military is like monitoring. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. They're probably like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I'm sure it freaks them out. Yeah, but how do they know they're there? Well, people report it, but then so quick. I, well, they're probably watching for, I mean, clearly the military is monitoring the crop circle phenomenon because yeah. the fact that they're responding to it to try to see if they make, maybe they can that catch something so or fast. yeah. Wow. Lots of evidence though of orbs. There is really this lots is of compelling footage. Mm-hmm. There's another clip out there too of, of an actual orbs spiraling around crops and it's bending the crops down. So what? yeah. So there's a lot of evidence for these orbs and these orbs having something to do with these crop circle formations. Mm -hmm. But let's look at some. Mm -hmm. So these first two, I I believe are man-made. This was the, the second one is the university crop circle we were talking about because they made the Firefox logo. But the first one is just a pretty basic pyramid triangle looking thing. And it's got some little, I don't even know what you call them, little leaves or edges in them. That first one, though, isn't even that big compared to the other ones. Like, that's a tiny one. So, yeah, if it's man-made, I get that because it's small. And it's not that intricate. Like, the designs are pretty simple compared to the other ones that are out there. doesn't seem like it would be all that difficult to make. Mm -mm. And then the second one that we're showing is the Firefox Crop Circle, which was created by 12 people, mostly Oregon State University students in Oregon in 2006. And it took weeks, but they actually did complete it in under 24 hours. So they did it in a full day. Oh, they did? Yeah. I thought it took them a few weeks. Sorry if I missed to plan earlier. It. No, to plan it, they did. Oh, planning it. To plan it, time. just to plan out this. And this is very a pretty simple yeah. design. I mean, it's not Compared super intricate. Others. Yeah, absolutely. So that's another man-made one. But then we start looking at these others that are found in UK over the years and they're just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Like this one's got cubes in it. And it looks like a geometrical sun. That's insane. Like how many edges are in that? Seriously. And they're all like perfect. It looks so How would you be able to do that on the ground? And people think that there's meaning for all of these, right? Like mm-hmm. I know that this specific one people think is some type of message for a Dyson sphere. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. if you look at it real carefully, it's a sun can, mm-hmm. in boxes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. It does look like a sun or a star. People think they're messages to us as humans. Yeah, absolutely. If you do believe that these are made by some extraterrestrial mm-hmm. being, then why? The only reason for doing this would be to send messages. I feel like, mm-hmm. unless they just want to fuck with us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. 
but then they just go on and on. One of the coolest ones I think is this jellyfish one. The I know. Jellyfish I've seen yeah. someone has a tattoo cool. of that. One of our followers sent oh, it to me. Sick. That's really cool. It's 600 feet. God, Double so the size cool. of most crop circles. Most are a couple hundred feet. Wow. And this is 600 feet. You know how long that's that would take? beautiful. And how do you even do that? Like you got to have somebody from the air, like telling you exactly how, which direction to go. Like, how yeah. would you do that? It's got like tentacles. That's so, like, insane. Some think this could be like some representation of some type of alien being or something like maybe jellyfish are aliens. Yeah. They or, or they're telling us. Yeah. Or they're telling us. Very, that. Probably the most alien like species on our planet. Right. One of for sure. I would say. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like them. And even the like other spiral one, how did you make those so perfectly and know exactly what I know? There's no you way know, this how to is fit just them into the little. It's amazing. And they're just like, you can see the lines from the farming operation mm-hmm. that's happening. Yeah. And they're laying these down on top of it mm-hmm. perfectly. Like mm-hmm. they're, you know, clearly it's not the farmers doing it. Like, why <laughs> and would like they you said, fields? Josh, there's like no evidence of them even coming in or yeah. leaving the field. It's if they mm-hmm. just dropped in and then were able to like lift out of the air and mm-hmm. leave. Like there's no tire tracks. Right. There's no footprints of going into right. the field or coming out or around the area yeah. of it. You know, no. it's like only the exact parts that they want are stomped down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, They're I mean, so the good. fields around it are flawless. doesn't look like anybody stepped out there no. in, in months. Versus like if you roll back to the Firefox one, if you look around the surrounding area of it, you could just see more disruptions and oh, the yeah, edge that's is, a great point. The edge is very rough. Yeah, it looks way more man made. Yeah, you can clearly see where people probably walked through. And, and like the uh-huh. upper left corner of the man made one, that looks like there's tire tire tracks or something like that. Like Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well they had to bring I think they brought out some tools for that one. <laughs> yeah. And that's sure. the closest we've ever gotten with a man made one. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like there's all these examples of man-made ones either. Right. I feel like it would be more believable if that were the case, if we were able to, you know, imitate these, but we're not. No. And look at this next one. It's like a star and it's got all of these circular ends to them. It looks This one's in England in 2004 if you want to end up searching for any of these. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, this one though looks like a star map or something almost. Like it looks like a like a map of somebody's solar system or something it's like a mobile. yeah it's really God, cool they're really pretty they really are so cool and then like this next one's got like symbols in it and this stuff. one's 2017 so i bet when we did our video i don't recognize this one when we talked about crop circles on youtube in like what 2016 2017 this one was not out yet this is a newer one I have not seen this one. That's crazy. That like, one's insanely intricate. Seriously. What the hell? What are all those what symbols, are the symbols around? Yeah, is it like a certain language? I don't know. I don't think it's explained. I think what? They're just the... These. What the hell? This is insane. It almost looks kind of like do they a mean? mandala, but then it's got like these looks weird... looks like a calendar. Symbols around it. Oh. Yeah, it does look... Or like a clock or something. The symbols are all really different, but they must mean something. They're so intricate. Yeah, wow, and there's man. people in in the UK, like all they do is photograph these things. Mm-hmm. Like they go out and collect yeah, the evidence here that it's there. And yeah. They get word and they go out there and they see this, like how cool. I is wonder that? how long they last. Like that's a good point. How long does it take for it, you know, to grow back in or the wind to move things or. I don't yeah. Know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they're not there. I mean, they're there for a while mm-hmm. for sure, but mm-hmm. I mean, year after year, like the farmers right. harvest at, at right. the, at the time of harvest, they're going to go through and right. clear them out. But they're now there this for one, a while. 2008 or 2009, Alton Barnes, England. That looks like some wow. hieroglyphics or something. 
wow, that's intense. There is no way humans yeah. made that. Yeah, who's out there? Shut up if you think that this is humans. Like, for real, this is so stupid. Overnight. I, know, I normally, like, am so much more like, oh, believe it if you more want. Skeptical. But, like, yeah. come on, this, this is yeah. insane. You have to believe this. Like, there is no explanation for this. Explain this to me if you don't believe in it. Yeah, honestly, if there are people who are skeptical, I really want to hear what your other theories are. Yeah. Because I'm genuinely trying to think of like what else it could be, and I can't think of anything. Experts can't either. No one knows what the fuck these are. I mean, you're you're talking about really smart individual scientists, biophysicists. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. really bright individuals that have researched like, this, and uh, we have no idea. Nobody has this technology right yeah. now to do this, as far as we know. Obviously, mm-hmm. there could be somebody or something, but but again, why and right? why? why? Yeah, why do this? Okay, this one's West Woodhay in the UK. It's the same area as Stonehenge too. So this is near fairly close to Stonehenge. It looks like a serpent. Snake. Yeah. I was going to say some type of serpent, but there's got to be meaning behind all this. Yeah. And all the, Oh, that's so cool. This one I think is my favorite. This one's from the Netherlands in 2009. So sick. It's a butterfly, but with a human as the base, which I think is definitely a message Mm -hmm. talking about evolution and human evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Consciousness. Definitely. Uh, it also looks a lot like humanity. the Mothman. <laughs> it does look <laughs> it does. like that too, but with the circles there too. Yeah. It's interesting that there's circles involved in so many of mm-hmm. these still. Again, it comes back to the craft. Look at the, if, if a flying saucer is in fact creating this, it would make sense for how they're getting these circles. It's just so funny to me that people don't even know that these exist. Like this is such or it it's doesn't like make the news. Like if you're in the right. UK, do you yeah. guys ever get news on no. a new crop circle popped up today? Look yeah. at this. small you know, obviously like covering yeah. it, but not like mainstream. There's no way that like my parents know that. These right. I was just about to think about that. My parents yeah. would probably be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. They'd be shocked. If they like, knew oh, I think a lot of that. people would be shocked if yeah. they knew the details around these crop circles. I think it's the, some of the most compelling evidence we have in the whole paranormal world. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, clearly there's something non-human yeah. involved in the creation of these crop formations. Totally. Now, let me tell you about this because this this will only reinforce that, yes. I think, Ugh, quite a bit. So this is really interesting, and this is something that happened back in the 70s. It's called the Arcebo Message. So some researchers on November 16, 1974, who were working for SETI, a real organization called the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, they were working at the Arcebo Radio Telescope in Arcebo, Puerto Rico, and they actually beamed a message into outer space. And they did this by creating a message and using frequency modulated radio waves. They just pushed this out mm-hmm. into space, into deep space. Hoping someone would oh, get it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, maybe it'll the, reach another galaxy or. Yeah. Or, or in a lot of people just think they did it for fun because they could, uh-huh. you know, they right. had this ability to do it. And the people that actually made the message were very famous astronomers and scientists, Dr. Frank Drake and Carl Sagan, the legendary Carl Sagan as well. And this message was a three-minute binary transmission that was about 210 bytes. And they aimed it at the Messier 13, a star cluster in the Hercules constellation about 25,000 light years away. Mm. So somewhere where there might be life, extraterrestrial life out there in this this star cluster, aimed it there and set it there. Shot in the dark. And the reason why they did it through binary is that one of the things that, like what's the universal language for the universe? What do we Numbers, right? It's mathematics. Math. Math. Mathematics right. is the universal language for the entire universe. That it, it is the same no matter where you are in the universe. 
So the reason why they did a binary transmission is because binary is, is ones and zeros and mm-hmm. that can be translated into a lot of different things. And mathematics as a whole is used to explain everything in the universe and calculate things and measure things. And mm-hmm. so scientists believe that if there's anything that an extraterrestrial civilization would be able to understand, it wouldn't be a language. Obviously it probably wouldn't be English or any type of language for that matter, or really anything else except for mathematics. They should be able to understand binary at the very least. Mm-hmm. So that's why they went this route. So when you decode the message that they sent out, what they, the information they put out there was the numbers one to 10 reading from left to right. It's this some, yeah, you can actually look at it. It's, it's like a draw pixelated image that's drawn out, but it's all in binary. So it contained within this message is the numbers one through 10 atomic numbers of key biological elements, formulas for sugars and bases and nucleotides of DNA. So kind of painting a picture of like who humans are and what makes humans a human. Mm -hmm. Also the double helix of DNA, a vertical bar indicating the number of nucleotides in DNA. They also included an image of a human figure, the height of a human and the human population. And then they also put a little representation of the solar system with the earth displaced upward to indicate that that's where we're from as well as the arcebo dish with the diameter of it so the actual device where the message is is coming from and so they were hoping to send this off that some type of maybe extraterrestrial race would pick it up and possibly know that we exist because of it yeah and i mean this is something that we we've been getting radio messages Mm -hmm. radio fast radio bursts Mm -hmm. for years now Mm -hmm. and it's really picked up as of lately it has and we we haven't really been able to decode these fast radio bursts or really understand them or why they're being sent to us from deep space but it seems like the way to communicate with other star systems and other civilizations potentially is through this type of transmission so this was a huge day and it's been celebrated ever since. And in fact, Google in 2016 made a cool little screen of the RCBO message on there. And they explained the history and the origin of the message and remind people. Because I don't think a lot of people even knew, even know that this happened mm-hmm. at all. Which and, is honestly crazy. Can we just hold that for a second? How do people not know this happened? Why are we not talking about this in <laughs> schools and stuff? This I is know. amazing. I know. It's one of the most interesting things in this entire paranormal world is the Arcebo message. And a lot of people don't know about it. It's such a shame. It really is. So when Google put uh, this like commemorative little thing out on their landing page, they also explained that since the Arcebo message will take roughly 25,000 years to reach its intended destination, a group of 300,000 stars in the constellation Hercules known as M13 Humankind will have to wait a long time for an answer. How long? In the 44 years since it was first transmitted, the message has traveled only 259 trillion miles. Mm. Only a tiny fraction of the ginormous number of miles that it needs to go to its final destination. Mm -hmm. So maybe somebody's out there listening and maybe somebody will eventually years later here on earth, you got to remember like, relativity and right. time very confusing. that time is very different somewhere else so it could be hundreds or thousands of years before mm-hmm. somebody were to receive or hear the message and then if they responded it could take super long for it to get back to us exactly so this Unless is they travel to us to respond to it right and mm-hmm. hmm, and maybe these crop circles are a hint of that potentially yeah. because then there's something called the arcebo response which is 
according to SETI, the ones who put this message out into space, they have never claimed or said that there's ever been any sort of response received or answer or anything of the sort. But what's interesting is that many people believe that we received responses to this Arcebo message in the form of two crop circles. And these crop circles were discovered on August 21st, 2001, near the Chilbolton Observatory in Hampshire, UK. And one of these looked like a human face, but then the other crop circle looks like identical to the transmission that was sent out, but with new information containing within it. And so you can see these two messages side by side, and they laid it out in the same <laughs> format. The exact same responding which i mean some of you are like oh there's got to be like a troll or somebody out there who no, wants to fuck no, with people no how how, how are they why? doing this yeah. it's impossible experts can't even explain it this is a total response look this at is the, the craziest too. thing they've got a clearly an image mm-hmm. of some type of being it kind of looks human but it kind of looks alien to me to like me, they're showing who they are like this you guys sent us this message explaining who you are here's our response of who we are and here's a picture of us and then their message is slightly tweaked with their own information. Like it's changed. Yeah, Let's they go changed the it. number series, mm-hmm. which they had a similar number series though, or sequence of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh-huh. So numbers, there you go. Mathematics Math. are the same. Yep. Uh, the same series of atomic numbers, except that the crop added silicone number to the sequence. So there's a slight change to the series of atomic numbers there. There was also a similar group of formulas for sugar and nucleotides based in DNA. So the DNA is similar to ours. However, they had additional strands added to theirs. Hmm. So that, and that's the whole thing with this whole alien question is like, what are aliens going to look like and mm-hmm. compared to us? And it's very possible that they could be very much similar to us Maybe with some slight, slight differences, differences based yeah. upon the star system or whatever planet they're on and uh-huh. in relation to gravity and, and all of that. So very interesting. There was a slight difference in the nucleotide structure. They had a difference in population sizes, difference in species build. Yeah. And, the actual, like we put a little human design in ours and they have a Long, little alien design. Mm-hmm. It like has a large head and little arms, like little legs compared to a human with long legs. So that's interesting as well as, a different solar system. They had Mm -hmm. different planets, obviously in their solar system around their sun. And then a different type of transmitter to send Mm -hmm. the message as well. Mm -hmm. But it totally is a response. Clearly a response (laughs) of some sort. Theoretically, if they were trying to communicate with us, maybe they didn't think it it would take too long to get it to us. Our human race could be dead by the time that the message is sent to us. And maybe they figured the only way is to come and actually deliver the message to us and what better way to do that than these giant fields of grass and like imagery. They don't speak our language. They don't know. They can't write words. I don't know. That's so they have to, they have to use some other medium to communicate. Yeah. And maybe they use grass. Yeah. Well, yeah. But here's my thing is that maybe they got it right away and they were like, we're here already. We received your message. As soon as you sent that bitch out, we got it. (laughs) And so here's a response because they're already here. So the message didn't even need to travel. It just didn't need. They sent it off into deep space, hoping somebody would Uh, answer it, but they got it immediately because they're observing the planet. And interesting. They got, well, there's crop circles before this happened. Mm -hmm. So clear. So clearly if there's other crop circles and you think they're made by extraterrestrials, clearly they're already here. Yeah. So they probably stuck around if they're coming back year after year, making new crop formations. Mm -hmm. 
So they could have just grabbed that and then like, here's a response. Here you go. And what's interesting is that as far as I know, this, that our SIBO response, even though SETI denies that it has anything to do with their message they sent out, there's never been any debunking of it or nobody's ever came forward and said that no. they made it. As far as I know, there's not anything like that has happened. And maybe if it was just the message, I would be a little more skeptical about it because it's not as complex as some of the other really beautiful designs. Geometric designs right. Yeah. But the fact that it has this photo with it, this like picture that looks like a human or an alien or whatever makes it so much more believable to me. Because first of all, if it was all done in one night, there's no way that people did like Mm -hmm. two of these and made it that perfect. Look at the square, like just the shape around it. It's so clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I feel like it'd be nearly impossible to pull off. Yeah. I think it would as a human for sure. Before we talk about this next crazy looking crop circle, I wanted to point out that a former senior scientist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research in Boulder, Colorado, James Deardorff, has attempted to calculate the Arcebo response to be less than two chances out of 10 billion to be a hoax. Those are the chances of it being a hoax. That does not, that's not that a great no chance. Yeah. No. So it's like, I don't know. I don't think you can just say that this is not, not legit. No, I there's mean, no, there's nothing anyone can say to like disprove this as of right now, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's why it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> Me too. But then a year later, one year later after this, another crop formation showed up. Now this one might be the most complex yeah. one because it has, what is that binary that it's speaking with? Or Yes. Binary code that they left along with a portrait, a self portrait of potentially the artist. For all we know, it could be a portrait of the artist that made it. Yeah. And what does it look like to you? An alien with some type of message. You know what it kind of looks like to me? Kind of looks like a little bit more like a mantis looking being to me. Yes. Ooh. I was thinking it's that got too. kind of a mantis face to him. Like totally. Like the, you yeah. might it, like if you were to lift his arms up, he'd have like these little stabby <laughs> pokey arms on him. Yeah. That's if you didn't know, that's one of the possible alien species that whistleblowers claim exists, which we obviously don't know if any of that's real, but yeah, we hear a lot of talk of these mantis mantis. insect looking beings, but next to this alien face is a circle containing binary code, which was decoded to say the following. This is insane. Yeah. Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises, much pain, but still time believe there is good out there. We oppose deception conduit closing. Wow. So when you try to it's pretty clear, think about what that's saying, it almost seems like some type of warning. Yeah. I think it's definitely warning us about possible control, like people who control the world, the elite, um, just being confused as a being about what's important in life and being distracted and that there is other life out there. It's like mm-hmm. saying like, don't worry. There's a lot of, real. there's a lot of bullshit on your planet. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are trying to lead, lead you astray, but no, there is more intelligent life out there and that we are good. Oh, and I we oppose the government and all of these leaders mm-hmm. lying to you and deceiving you. So no wonder they're not advertising these crop circles. Can you imagine if they had to like put out this message on yeah. the front page of the newspaper or if CNN was reading this off? Like people would be freaking out. They'd be like, what? Like people have no idea that this exists. It's so insane to me. It really is. 
It's yeah, it's honestly astounding that most people don't even know that this. Everyone should happened. know about this. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is a real message to humanity from an extraterrestrial race, it's really important. And the way that they decoded it was there was the capitalization inside this message here of the letters. Right. And so a physicist from the University of Helsinki actually looked at those letters in there and she interpreted it a different way. And she found this other word in there. That's like E that's like E E L and then exclamation mark U V E in it. And Mm. we don't know what this means, Mm. but she thinks that it could hold some deeper meaning or even be a code for translating DNA structures. Like it could, there could be like, it could be like a, maybe they thought, this will help them understand who we are if we put this coded message in in here within the already coded message. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's there's been a lot of people that have, you know, tried to interpret it different ways, but very very interesting. And even some people that have worked on this have died mysteriously as well, attempting to decode this and try to figure out what the message was all about. Mm. So very very interesting. So even though there's researchers that disagree on the exact interpretation of the message contained within that binary code, they all agree that the amount of detail and precision in order to pull off something as intricate, mm-hmm. something as intricate as that design would require a huge understanding of, of mathematics for one mm-hmm. in order to even do that. And just the actual creation of the crop circle or crop formation itself is crazy crazy hard possible yeah so we've been talking about meanings and significance and who's making these crop formations throughout this whole thing and this leads us to theories like what is going on here and obviously the number one theory for all of this is aliens right or some type of extraterrestrial otherworldly being that is responsible for creating these crop circles or crop formations in order to communicate with us. It seems like I wanted to show this crop circle cause I found this super interesting. And I, I think this was like in an ancient aliens episode, but at the Roswell crash, they recovered a rock and this rock has a certain design on it. And sure enough, in 1996, a crop circle showed up with this exact formation that was on the Roswell rock. It's crazy. So what are the chances? Like, Mm. What are the chances that this rock that's found in the United States and Roswell with this design ends up in a crop circle in England? Weird. I've never heard of that. Not only that, researchers have looked at some of these other crop circles out there and they, this mathematical significance as well as the astronomical significance that a lot of these crop circles contain is absolutely crazy. So this crop circle right here, a mathematician looked at it and determined that it was an exact representation of pi in a geometric sense down to 10 decimal places. Wow. So they made a crop circle that represents pi down to 10 decimal. It's amazing. And you do that by measuring the arcs. Yes. By measuring the arcs on it, they figured out, they just measured it out one day. They're like, okay, that's three, one, four and then they went all the way through it and it ends up being pi exactly that's insane so the amount of yeah i mean you gotta have no one is just making these seriously and then when you look at the other ones that we looked at earlier 
the geometric designs contain fractal patterns, which are super, super complex and sacred geometry for that matter. Tetrahedrons, cubes, octahedrons, all these super complex geometric patterns. And obviously many scientists believe that sacred geometry provides keys to accessing higher dimensions potentially. And, you know, this term sacred geometry describes the geometrical laws which create everything in existence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sacred geometry is very interesting. And this is a term that is super important to not only mathematicians, to spiritual seekers, artists, anthropologists, archaeologists. And this is something that's found throughout everything. I mean, sacred geometry is in mm-hmm. everything that makes up the universe, but it's also heavily represented in, in art throughout history, yes. going back into ancient cultures even. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that all of this is sort of tying together all, you know, it's encompassing religious, philosophical, spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. through this geom- through this geometry. And that geometry is being reflected in these crop circles and formations, which is really, really cool. So it is very possible that if aliens are behind these crop formations, that they are using mathematics and sacred geometry in order to communicate with us or give us messages. That seems very plausible to me. Well, imagery is so universal. You know, we have our own languages that we've created, but an image can make sense totally. to anything, yeah. anyone. Yeah, absolutely. What's also interesting, though, is that we talked about the military helicopters being near mm-hmm. sites of crop circles, and an ex-police sergeant has actually come forward stating that some farmers were paid to immediately mow crop circles before the public could see them. Interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's some Yeah, I wonder how that. many out there we just haven't even seen. Yeah. And that's why they're so fast at it. Yeah. Especially with that one with the message that is like, don't believe, you know, we mm-hmm. don't want broken promises. And hmm. Yeah, I wonder how long Obviously that they was there for. they wouldn't want us to see that. No. And it makes sense that there would be researching this. We already know that the military researches these phenomenon. So it makes sense that they would tell people to mow, mow over them because yeah. they wouldn't want this information getting out. But obviously a lot of people, when they think about if aliens are using this method to, to communicate and connect with us, why? Like, why wouldn't they use some other method right. to do this? But I think we explained it pretty well. Like yeah. mathematics is the universal language and, mm-hmm. and seeing it makes these perfect things make sense why they are communicating like that. Absolutely. And it makes sense for why the government would not want us to know about crop circles or would want farmers to get rid of them as soon as they pop up. So mm-hmm. all that makes sense. This is interesting to me. It was It's very out there, but crop circles can apparently be explained through spiritual research. So this is coming from a spiritual perspective. Through spiritual research, we have discovered that crop circles are made by subtle entities from the spiritual dimension. The crop circles are made in a certain design known as a yantra with the purpose of transmitting either positive or negative energy and crop circles that emit negative vibrations are generally created by lower level negative entities inhabiting the second region of hell after death crop circles that emit positive vibrations are made by lower level spiritually positive subtle entities inhabiting the subtle region of lower heaven after death. So this is coming from a very, Mm-hmm. New age religious perspective. Very new age. <laughs> yeah, very, very new age level perspective. But potentially that these are it's interdimensional beings that are responsible for this. And that they use them in order to emit positive or negative energy onto us here on this planet. And this leads us to the next theory that this is just an elaborate hoax. All these crop circles are created by humans and 
everything that we see that is related to UFOs being involved is just an elaborate hoax. That's a lot of work for a damn hoax, especially mm-hmm. figuring out binary and stuff. Like, pff, no, it doesn't who make is any doing sense whatsoever. That and not wanting any credit. Seriously, why wouldn't you? And the yeah. people that did ask for credit, you go look at their work and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're terrible. Exactly. So one of the it's a stupid theory. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> in it, my opinion, if you just believe it's all a hoax and it's all human made, there's more evidence for it not being that. I would mm-hmm. say. So another theory relating to hoaxes came from a secretly recorded conversation between hoaxers Robert Irving and Jim Schnabel. Schnabel. <laughs> Schnabel, who stated that the hoaxes were being created by American, British, and Germany secret services under a larger umbrella supranational organization. That in some cases, hoaxers receiving a lot of money for creating crop circles. Mm. And some even believe that the hoax is the hoax to cover up the real mysterious meanings behind the formations. So that, I mean, that you could say this about any phenomenon, but mm-hmm. a lot of people believe that some of these really crazy, fantastic phenomenon that occurs out there is actually kind of misinformation put out by these secret projects, secret government entities, military entities to throw you off the trail, to throw you off the trail or just help you believe in a certain narrative. Mm. Like maybe they want you to believe that there's meanings and want you to believe that it's aliens that are making these, mm. but in fact it's something completely different or it's just something we don't understand and they don't want you to look into it further. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I guess that kind of makes sense a little bit or is it natural causes? That's another thing people theorize about is that it's just animals that has got In to be fields. a joke. Yeah. I know. What, what animal? Unless there's some undiscovered oh animal. Oh my gosh, that's the stupidest theory I've ever heard. This is <laughs> hilarious though. In the 80s, they thought rumors circulated that crop circles were created by extremely horny hedgehogs. <laughs> ha, horny hedgehogs? Why? Horny hedgehog. I don't know, man. Something about a horny hedgehog. <laughs> what? We don't know why they were horny? Yeah, horny hedgehogs. Oh, maybe like they had horns on them then. Or they were horny? I'm confused. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> well, I think hedgehogs are horny. Like their skin, they're, they have horns on them. What? Oh, I thought it meant like... Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Other horny hedgehogs. <laughs> but Wait. in this case, I think they are talking about reproducing hedgehogs. Because then they... <laughs> yeah. Because then there's also rumors from Australian farmers that swear crop circles appear in their fields after wallabies get stoned on poppies and run in circles. Stop. What the <laughs> hell? And they're creating binary code? Which I think this is kind <laughs> of a, clearly a joke. Clearly oh, kind of a joke. Stupid. That Good anybody God. would even think this. There's other scientists out there that believe there's other natural explanations for them, which don't really make a lot of sense, especially with how intricate these designs are. Like they're created by wind patterns, but obviously that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because of how elaborate these things are. But another scientist had an interesting thing about like underground water aquifers. And when I listened to him, I was like, okay, maybe for like some of them, some of the more simpler circular ones, but you're, you can't tell me that like the Arcebo message mm-hmm. crop formation was made from an underground water aquifer. That's just like vibrating the, the earth that's or something. Such a it joke. makes no sense whatsoever. So the next theory is something called ley lines. And ley lines are believed by many people to be a series of metaphysical connections that link a number of sacred sites around the world. And essentially these lines form a sort of a grid or a matrix and are composed of the earth's natural energies. And these are formations like stone ships or other ancient archeological structures like Stonehenge. And the technology to create these energy lines has supposedly been lost, 
but it still remains in these older structures. So some theorize that crop circles are created by these lines, creating an output of extra energy under the earth. So this is completely metaphysical. There's no evidence to suggest that this is physically real. But when you look at it from the metaphysical standpoint, it would make a lot of sense. And I know we've talked about, you know, this type of thing before when talking about archaeological structures like the Egyptian pyramids and just the the significance and the connections between all these archaeological sites and uh-huh. the fact that pyramids are found around the planet and there does seem to be some type of link there and even back in ancient history they could have a lot of these structures could have been connected into some type of energy grid that they no longer do or we know we've lost this technology in order to connect into these ley lines yeah we could do an entire episode just on that whole theory the power grid system with pyramids it's really Mm -hmm. interesting yeah it really is no i want to dive more into egypt because there's so much more mystery and magic in ancient egypt to to do to talk about yeah we need to cover that soon definitely but this theory points out that so many of these crop circles occur in straight lines or in exact angles of one another even when spaced miles apart and this researcher explains why ancient structures were built on ley lines and he said the ancient sites of power were sometimes found and sometimes deliberately constructed to mimic or enhance what could be found in nature. In either case, the forces of the natural world were used and they were used for a variety of purposes, such as the promotion of fertility and for healing. But the overriding purpose was the need to have gateways through which contact with spirit could be achieved. And in the ancient world, there were certain people who knew how to work with the physical world in order to create access to the spiritual. So when you think about it like that, it's a possibility. Sure. But I think honestly, there's more evidence to suggest that it would be some type of extraterrestrial being. And plus Mm -hmm. that doesn't really explain necessarily the UFOs and the orbs necessarily either that have been seen near crop circles or the electro, you know, activity. Yeah. Electromagnetic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I mean the ley lines are some type of, power grid potentially Mm. metaphysical power grid so potentially that energy is being but then again they're they're measuring microwave so is it microwave that's part of these ley lines i'm not really sure but people theorize that the reason why there's an increased number of crop circles in england and southern england specifically is due to the fact that there is so many ancient structures that lie in this area and maybe that energy that's contained within the planet through these ley lines is just stronger there and that's why it's producing these messages more often in this area Mm. and that there's more that that's what's happening there Hmm. i don't know if i believe that yeah i mean i don't think a lot of people would believe that at all so (laughs) yeah or is it time travelers and we mentioned this earlier could it be some type of message from our future version of ourselves even yeah but they are sending pictures of themselves pretty much and they don't look like humans so, yeah, I mean, unless we genetically change. I think it's aliens, y'all. I think it's aliens. I well, know what if what we are think. aliens, like, you know, originated from a different alien species and the, they're, oh, right. they're OG yeah. aliens are just right. trying to contact us. So that they are us in and a sense. And so they yeah, are yeah, us yeah. in a sense. No, Maybe that's why they kind of resemble us in a way. Yeah. Or we no, well, they kind of do. Them. Yeah. Our so. body shapes mm-hmm. and head, arms. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really hard to say. I mean, some people even say that they can manifest these crop circles. Like if you got enough people to meditate and manifest it, that you could manifest this. And there's no huh. real evidence of that, but no. it's an interesting thought. Cause I, I think a lot of people are connecting spirituality to these crop circles because of how intricate they are. And clearly 
the sacred geometries there and there's clearly underlying meaning to them. So yeah. maybe there is more of a spiritual aspect to it than we even understand. Or is it just purely extraterrestrial beings that are attempting to communicate with us through mathematics and through these images that they're leaving us? If you looked at just the Arcebo message, I think you'd be like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then some of the other one, like the jellyfish, like what's that about? Or is yeah, it like, or different. is it just some, something completely unexplained that we don't even know about? We have no clue what's happening. Yeah. I have no idea. It's really hard to say. I mean, there's just not enough evidence or proof of what's creating them at all. Mm-mm. There's really not. And they're new pictures of them every year. You can go online and look uh, at It'll be interesting to see ones. what ones come in the future. Or, you know, as technology advances and we gain more understanding of the paranormal world, like all these unexplained phenomena, like if we'll unlock answers that might connect us to something else, which will help explain how these are made or, or we'll just get full disclosure. And all of a sudden we understand that we're not alone and there are aliens here on planet earth and they have been trying to communicate with us. And that's the only way they're allowed to communicate to us is that way. Mm -hmm. Or that's the only way they know how, who knows? So I don't know. Really interesting. The crop circle phenomenon is 100% real. And I think it's more likely that it's not humans involved with most of these crop circles and formations. If you believe it's humans, can you tell me how? Exactly. (laughs) Seriously, explain it to me if you don't believe in this because what? I don't know, man. Some of them are just too complex, too intricate. I feel like to especially pull off in a night. 600 foot crop circle in a night. Nobody's doing that. No way. Nobody can do that. No way. And then again, Impossible. if it's done, if it's humans doing it over a period of time, show me the evidence. Mm-hmm. There's just not. But we'll leave it there. Let us know what you guys think about the crop circle phenomenon. I'm super interested to hear your guys' thoughts and theories on it. Yes, of course. But we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mile Higher podcast. Yes. Stay safe. Hang in there. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Use your cough pocket when you cough. Off into your elbow. Yes, yes. And we'll be back next week. Yes. We'll see you guys next time.